Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, We are so happy you decided to join us today. Um, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It is so easy to set up and break down. I think that's what makes it so handy to use and why I'm basically using it every day at practice. Um, Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $400. You said that right, $400 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is run by a basketball coach for basketball coaches at any level. Um, It's... uh, it, you're not going to find anything out there and it's got a 14 day free trial. We believe in it so much. We want you to join. We want you to come and kick the tires around. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but I can tell you people love it. I can tell you that people do not want to leave, uh, go over and check it out. And it's got everything from clinics to videos, to, to, uh, me talking to lessons, to courses, to handouts, to practice planning, to parenting, to whatever you need as a basketball coach, it's got it in there. Also go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, Funnel Down Defense, and leave a five-star review. We'd love those. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, so the, so me just saying that on the podcast, I'm going to get like 85 emails now. But And I'll share it off. I will share it off. You email uh, me, I'll share it off. I'll send it to no you. Worries. No worries. I'll share it. I, I, it's like there are no secrets in this game. No, so there aren't. But I'd love to look at it because I – yeah, I just – I'm always looking for new things. Um, So – this is a unique question. Do you have a coaching failure that you could share with the audience? Something that another coach could grow from? Um, something that maybe happened on the court, off the court? Something that you think that, you know, it can be a success too, but often we learn more from our failures than we do our successes. Um, I didn't do a good job of taking care of myself physically. And I think it cost my team in uh, 2006, uh, we had won the title in 05, and we uh, we came back and um, got to the Final Four. But because I wasn't taking care of myself like I needed to, I was so physically sick uh, during the Final Four. I was able to coach, but I, well, I take that back. I was able to stand up and go to the game. Because I, I wasn't able to really coach them. And I, I think that's I a, like no I one's ever said that, coach. And I think that's a unique, I think that's a great 
I think that we should dive into this a little bit. Cause I yeah. think back to my stretch too. And I had little kids during that stretch. So thank you to my wife, Maya, um, that I was able to get through it. Thank God. I want to knock on wood, but anyway, um, I just remember just being wiped that all the, like having signed, like always being sick, like yes. always being sick. And part of it was stress. Probably part of it was me not taking care of myself, me not eating well, me not getting, you know, watching. It's like, and as I've gotten older, I've just, I for, I have forced myself to get rest. I have forced myself. And I, and I, I was, I was sleep apnea the whole bit and didn't get it diagnosed at the time. And it, it I believe, I believe to this day, it cost my team that night where yeah. I was not at my best. And, and, and I think subsequently they weren't at their best. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the issue is I just want to bring my A game. We right. lose, we lose. I just want right. to be able to put the like I t- like. <laughs> I think I don't know about you, coach, but some there were some losses early in my career that oh, it was gosh. like, man, it was like someone ran me over with a car, right. and it's like, and I don't remember if it was my what it was somebody who said, "Did you put them in the situation and do what they needed to?" And that's all as coaches. We, I mean, I again, I haven't hit a jump shot in a game that matters since college, like late right. eighties, like so. I can only do so much. If I put you in the spot, I can't make the shot. I can't, but I can only put you. And then trust me, I, I'll tell you a mistake I made this year. I, we were up, we were up, we were up. Uh, there were seven, 17 seconds left on the clock. My leading score is on the line and he's shooting a one and one. He makes the first one. We're up three with 17 seconds to go. I'm going to wait. I waited to take the timeout. And I should have taken the timeout after he made the first one because we're up three. Because we're going to foul at that point because the math says foul less than 10 seconds. You should foul. Right. So we, and we practiced it. So we were going to, I was going to take a timeout and say, hey, we're going we're to pick him on the full court. We're going to foul, blah, blah, blah. But I waited because he's like an 80%, 78% free throw shooter. He missed it. <laughs> they came down, hit a long three, and then beat us in overtime. And I told the guys after the game, I said, that's my fault. I should have taken a timeout. I right. made that mistake. That's on me. That's not on you. That's on me. I should have taken the timeout. If he makes it, it doesn't probably matter as much, but that's on me. Um, I should have taken the a timeout and I did it. And I hesitated. Um, and I've done this a long time. I still make mistakes. So, uh, you know, we always got to kind of put them in the right, in the right situation. Um, all right, here's another interesting question. If you could talk to one coach for an hour, living or dead, in a room or at a bar, at a Waffle House, whatever, uh, who would you talk to and why? Oh, my gosh. Um, one, one coach. Um, well, I'm reading Coach Thompson's book right now. Uh, I came as a shadow, so I, I, would say, I would say John Thompson right now. That'd be a great and one. I did get a chance to meet him once at a at when uh, the Vegas clinics first started way back in uh, '96 or whatever. Oh, I remember the Vegas clinics. I yeah. went to the Vegas clinics. Ed Jenka, oh. you know, and I, I met Coach Thompson at the Imperial Palace in uh, Las Vegas. In oh my God! The okay, yeah. so we, there's two things. First of all, don't go to a coaching clinic in Vegas because there's too many distractions. <laughs> That's the first issue. If you really yeah, want to go to. Go, go to one in like St. Louis or something, but don't go to one in Vegas. Cause I've been to several of them and I've been at the craps table more than I'm at the thing. So that's the first thing. <laughs> and the second thing is 
the Imperial Palace, my parents stayed there for like 20 straight years, was the literally the armpit of the strip. <laughs> but it was like $39 a night. It right. was like, yeah. Oh, it was steak and egg breakfast. I mean, oh, it yeah. was crazy. I don't, it's not, I don't think it's there. Yeah. It's not there anymore, is it? It's not. It's not. Okay. I asked somebody because I was like, it's Imperial Palace. And they were like, where is it? I was like, yeah, I used to go and there used to be, there used to be O'Shea's there and there used to be the Flamingo was on that same side. That's I right. Think. That's right. Caesars was yeah. across the street. And yet, I was like, trust me, I've spent plenty. I, in my younger days, spent plenty of time in Vegas. Yeah. Um, as a stats teacher, it's a good place to be. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the what's the biggest change you've seen in your coaching career, like last 20, 30 years? What's the biggest change? Um, probably in my area is, uh, you know, at one time, football, Georgia was just a football state. Oh, it was like Texas. It was like yeah. Texas. Yes. And, and that has, that has changed. Um, Why do you think are, that is? Why do you think that is? Uh, I think because Atlanta has become a hub of recruiting as far as the number of tournaments and that kind of thing here. And I think it was just a natural thing. The, the more, the more that happened, the more basketball became a uh, focus and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously like this year on my team, I have a kid who's committed to play football and basketball at Tennessee. And, uh, you know, so I've seen the recruitment level uh, that he's, he's gone through. And my point guard the past three years before this year was the number one high school football player in the country, uh, Travis Hunter. And uh, you might've seen him on, Signing day, he was supposed to go to Florida State, and he ups and flips to Deion Sanders at Jackson State. And, um, you know, so he was my point guard up until this past year. He graduated early this past year. But, uh, um, you know, those two are perfect examples of of that kid that maybe at one time would have just been football. I know. Both really, really good basketball players. Here's my theory with football. I think the shift, it's going to take a generation or two, but I think the kids that are graduating now, <clears throat> excuse me, and the, especially the, the girls that I teach, I think they're not going to let their sons play football because of the science behind. I, I just uh-huh. think there's a generation that I think it's going to, it's going to take, and again, NFL is a billion dollar industry. A lot of I just think I think less and less kids are going to be playing football 50 years from now than are playing right now. I just and think we we had our, our, our football team this year was unreal. They won the seven eight state title and actually played in a national championship game. Uh, you know, they finished ranked third in the country. And of course, quarterbacks going to Missouri. I mean, they had a unreal football team and everything. You know, yeah, those guys were able to. I mean, they were, they loved playing basketball. But, you right. Know, uh, My great basketball teams have always had about some football. Oh, absolutely. Players. You know, we, and in fact, we missed Travis this year. You know, he was, you know, he obviously he did what he was, what he had to do. And, you know, he was, he was, there's some, gr- there's some grit, there's grit and things you get from football players. Yeah. He would draw charges like, you know, oh, yeah. like we've got a charge wall in our, in our um, locker room where, I use the hypersnap link on, on our word to take a picture of the film of anybody drawing a charge and I put it up in our locker room and, and he is 
you know, he took so much pride in that. You know, he he drew about 32 in a year. That's I just, crazy. Somebody broke his record this year, but uh, yeah, he was he loved he loved the physicality of it, and he was he was an I mean, of course, he's a generational. You know, he's the highest rated cornerback that's ever. Right. You don't you you, you don't get you don't get many of that. No, no, you know, <laughs> great kids. Too, so. Um, is there one thing you'd change about the game? I, I like where the game is basketball-wise. Um, I would I would like to see a change in in the, the way the the people on the outside factors. I think uh, I think they're playing good. too much too. I think I think they're playing oh, yeah. too much. Yeah. They're playing yeah. way too like these games. It's like too much physically. Right. And I, it's and physically. I've got guys who played 90 and 100, 110 games. And I'm, you know, we, we've really revamped our summers. Now, this summer, I'm going back to East Hall, and those, you know, those kids don't know me. Right. Um, I'm doing some skill workouts with some of them right now, but they don't really know me. So we're going to play a few more games than we normally would. But the whole, thing of playing 30 or 40 games and in June I stopped doing that years ago I did too I mean we're playing more this summer just because we didn't play we we basically had two non we've basically had two non-summers so I got to do this summer just to rev them back up right but I gotta like I gotta rest some bodies because it's just they're I think their bodies are just I think I think this whole AAU thing they went from zero to 70 too it's like you know you know and I know some great AAU coaches who work you know they work in concert with my with my program so you know they're but I, I I just especially when August and September you know they're like coach fall league and I'm like I'm just not a fall league guy I, I think that time I don't think a fall I don't think fall coming. league works I just don't I think you're better off getting in the gym getting some shots up playing with your friends let's right like, right go play football whatever fall league's just right. like I'm not a big fan of fall league either yeah, I'm just yeah and I, I've I've I'm not either. Um, I can't. I Nothing good's coming from fall league. That's what I say. Fall is if you if you're not playing a fall sport, fall is time to let your body recoup before I yes. get a hold of you for four months. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> once we hit this year, August October 24th is our start date this year. You get, you know, when you finish, be, when do you finish? Uh, the state finals are usually the first or second weekend in March, depending on how the calendar falls. I would imagine this year. They're probably the second weekend in March. Yeah. You guys have a long because we start yeah. middle of November and end the middle of March. Yeah. First first play day this year is November 11th, I believe. Practice starts the 24th of October. If I'm not mistaken, I think the state finals may be around the 8th or 9th of March, somewhere in there. Right. All right. I'm going to put you through the rapid fire, so I'm just going to ask you some quick questions, Coach. All right. Okay. What's your favorite brand of basketball? The actual ball you play with? I guess the Wilson NXT we're playing with now. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One word to describe your ideal player. Versatile. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to and why? Final Four. I know. I've been before, but yeah, Final Four. Yeah. yeah, Final Four is the best. Uh, favorite pregame or postgame meal? A uh, good steak. Ooh. There you go. Sometimes I treat myself. Mine's Chick-fil-A, man. It closes. Right. I, I said this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mine is Chick-fil-A, and it closes at 10, and our game start at 7.30. There's been times officials have run by and go, man, you understand that Chick-fil-A closes at 10. If you keep blowing the whistle, I'm not getting my Chick-fil-A tonight. 
They just laugh. They usually, <laughs> usually they laugh at me and say, see, we took care of you. You're yeah, that's right, that's right. post game fast, you know. Uh, uh, one thing you do to relax. Uh, go swing a golf club. Not very good, but I go swing a golf club. You're in Georgia, man. The Masters. That's right. my bucket list. I went for the first time this year. You did? First time this year, yes. Yes. So I had a friend, my RAD went down, but he got rained out. It was Tuesday, maybe he went to Tuesday. He went to one of the practice rounds. Um, yeah, one of the harder tickets in sports to get. It is. My son is an assistant for Steve Forbes at Wake Forest. Okay. So um, he was able to get these tickets through somebody he knew. At oh, Wake so you got to know somebody that knows somebody. That's that right. Somebody that's right. that knows yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not an easy ticket. You see, and you better be a golf fan if you're going. Don't waste a ticket if you're not. Uh, that's right. Do you have any superstitions? Uh, yeah, I listen to Prince before every game. Midwest guy, Minneapolis guy. Yes, Why absolutely. Prince? What's your favorite Prince album? Purple Rain? Um, no, probably 1999. Yeah, all right. So all the old, all the all the young coaches are going. What are you talking about? Because like, you didn't grow up in the right era. Right? You don't know. What you're talking about. Well, Prince. Well, we won't refer to a symbol. He had a symbol. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I refer to him as Prince. Um, one coaching technique you think is important? Uh, being able to handle in-game situations, end of the quarter, end of half, end of game. Yep. And what I tell young coaches, the only way you're going to get good at that is practice. You got to go yes. coach. Go coach. Yeah. I mean, the two of us, I guarantee, have coached thousand over a thousand games. Easy, easy over a thousand games. And the only reason we're good at some of that is we just, I just kind of know what's going to, I tell my guy, I tell the young coaches, rehearse what you're going to say. When you're driving down the road and you got a little commute to your school, right? uh, people think you're crazy while driving by you, but rehearse what you're going to say in those huddles. So the first time you don't think about it is not when that huddle starts. Right. And practice it in games, like situation stuff is huge. Um, Describe your perfect player in five words or less. So five words or less, your perfect player. Tough, versatile, athletic, high IQ, and angry. Ooh. <laughs> a little angry. A little angry. I like yeah. that. I like that. A little chip on their shoulder. Uh, best player you have seen in person? Dwight Howard. Okay. Best player of all time? Uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I haven't ever told anybody this. My brother in 1983 or 82 played against them. Was at Dartmouth. And, uh, and I just, well, I just sent him the, I, I, about every six months, I'll send him the tape and he, uh, about four minutes into the first half, Michael scores on him. Like my brother's six, one and Michael, anybody doesn't know Michael Jordan's like six, six and, <laughs> and Michael, my brother walks by him and Michael pats him on the butt. Like, what are you doing? You're not going to stop me kind of thing. It's the funniest thing ever. I go, that's your claim to fame, bud. That's your claim to fame, Mike, is Michael Jordan patted you on the butt. because that's, that's right. There you go. He just hooped you. He just hooped on you. Yes. Uh, uh, most uh, used basketball resource that you use, what do you do to make yourself better? Um, I go watch people practice. Uh, you know, I mean, I, and I still love a good clinic, but I, I, I watch, I go watch people practice. I go watch, like, you want to go watch somebody practice? Go watch Steve Forbes at Wake Forest practice. That's a, you know, go watch Mike Young at Virginia Tech practice. Those guys are, they know. Those be just two sample examples, you know, um, of guys that that are really really good at what they do, and that's what I do. Go watch people practice. Every year I go off and try to 
I think that's a great thing to do. You'll learn as much of that as you will from a clinic. Uh, Do you like the charge circle in high school? Yes or no? I do. I do. It would help clear things up for me as a coach. Right. That's a valid argument. My argument against it has been the officials can't call. There's only instant replay in a high school. These guys are accountants during the day or (laughs) teachers or whatever. Right, right, right. They have a hard enough time with, you know, I don't know. I, that's my only issue is it, it's just another thing for them to have to worry about. Otherwise they can just, it's a 50, 50 call anyway, most right, of the time. Right. That's like, we drew like, 82 this year. We drew 82 this year. That's and, uh, you know, probably 20 of them weren't charges, but we also probably had 20 blocks called along. The that were, that, that were, were yeah, they, it evens out. It evens yeah. out. Uh, you like quarters or halves? I'm, I'm good with the quarters. Yeah. We play halves. We play two 18 minute halves in Wisconsin. That would speed things along. It really would. It, it makes you play more kids, which would be beneficial for you. The only thing, and I've said this before, the only thing I don't like is I lose that ability to coach between quarters. Uh-huh. Yeah. The only thing I, I, I miss, I miss that, that, um, little thing in between. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Uh, enthusiastic. Okay. Best coach of all time. Any sport or basketball? And, and, and best best coach of all time. Uh, I, I Several years ago, I went to Alabama and watched Alabama practice football. And watching Nick Saban work was was a master's class. It was, it was a master's class. There's a reason he's Nick Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, that's what I said that day. I went away from saying, you know what? I get it now. Right. I know why they are who they are. You right. know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, one book you'd recommend teaching the system, uh, running the system by Doug Porter. Okay. And, and what is that? What does that book? It's, it's talking about up-tempo basketball and running the, uh, the uh, up-tempo press and run system. Okay. I love that. Okay. So this is, I always end my interviews with this. If you give yourself uh, some advice, your younger self, you go back and talk to your younger self 20, 30 years ago, what, what advice would you give your younger self? Enjoy it. Cause you're going to look around and 27 years have passed by. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're both gray, you know. His <laughs> beard's right. a little farther along. I just got, I got yelled at about my beard getting coming I in. I was talking yeah. to my wife and I was like, this is year 27. And she was like, I cannot believe that. Yeah. I know. I know. And it goes so fast. But yeah, I, I think that's a great bit of advice. Well, thank you, coach. I really appreciate you being on. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.